VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, everybody, and good afternoon. We are coming to you live from VoiceAmerica.com. It is the afternoon, and we are at the fantastic Insight Innovation Exchange event 2016, one of the largest insight conferences for marketing research. And we are jumping right into a great conversation with yet another thought leader, an entrepreneur, someone who's doing something really different and interesting. So it's my pleasure to introduce Andrew Konya, who is the CEO of Remish. And they are an automation platform for marketing research and involving AI, which I just love because I have like 100 Alexas throughout my house. (laughs) And so I know that you're not using it like that. But the concept of AI and applying it to marketing research and insights is so fascinating. And since this is an innovation conference, it obviously fits that you're here to talk about it. So tell us how you came to create Remish. Ah, so uh, actually, it the genesis of it started while I was working on my PhD in computational physics. Of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was noticing it started with friends who were actually living in the Middle East, and they were kind of complaining to me that, Andrew, we have no way, uh, we have no voice for us as a group. Um, no one even does research on us, and there's nothing to do it. Kind of... they nudge my shoulder and say like, can you build an artificial intelligence that's just going to like figure out everything it needs to know about us and speak on behalf of us to the world? So right. as a physicist, that was like, uh, I don't know if that's possible. Um, talked to my PhD advisor, put things on hold, uh, put all my research effort into that um, and ended up kind of developing some of the core AI to go out and conversationally interact with people, understand what those people are thinking, uh, aggregate it all together and deliver it in a way that's easy to understand. So wow. I so didn't, didn't even know about market research when I started right. this. Right. So, <laughs> and and how did you get it out to people in the beginning? Um, so, I mean, in the beginning, we actually started as a social app, which oh, okay. didn't do very well. Okay. Um, <laughs> we like a bot, like the bots now, right? Kind of conceptually yeah, like the bots. Kind of conceptually like a bot, right? So, to to a person who's trying to understand some target market, yeah. It, it's very much like talking to a super intelligent bot that knows everything you'd ever want to know about your customers. Right, right, right. So um, we plug into their customers and their customers on one side, the person who needs to make a decision based on what their customers think are on the other side. And so they just talk to it in natural language like they would talk to a person, uh, except what's happening on the other side of that is that our AI is going out and talking to say a hundred or a thousand people, aggregating all of that data together so that when the bot returns a message that says, this is what this is what your customers think. It's not just one person's opinion. It's actually a statistically significant opinion over a whole base of their respondents. Oh, okay. That's so interesting. So how did you connect the research piece to all of this if you weren't coming out of research? Because that's a whole knowledge set in itself. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it basically started when we were doing this starting to look at the data we were getting and realizing we were getting a lot of data really quickly. And so what we, we kind of stepped back and said, well, what are we really good at? It turns out what we were really good at was understanding a group of people like really quick in real time. At the time, I didn't even know like about market research. Yeah. Um, so in talking to some kind of like a little bit of our investors uh, and friends in who are also like running companies, everybody started saying, hey, you should check out market research because that's a whole industry built around understanding groups of people. Okay. So uh, we st- like started calling people, interviewing people, uh, bringing on advisors and, and trying to understand the space uh, and the how we fit into it. So we're kind of the odd, the odd duck in the room. But I think space. that's what makes, that's the odd ducks are the one that move the business forward because you're not inside, you know, you're coming inside and you're bringing this great idea. So are you considered a startup right now? Uh, I would, I, we feel like a startup, but um, we're 
kind of growing pretty quickly right now. So okay, so uh, are you are you uh, taking uh, investment or are you already making money? Uh, both. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I, I do the same thing. I spend while money's coming in. Yes, yep. That's, <laughs> no, that's exactly what we're doing. So, But sometimes, uh, yeah, anyway. So um, that's not for public disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's great. So you're kind of both. You're you're in profit. Well, you're in in uh, you're making yeah, money. You're so making revenue. We generate revenue, but we're also working like basically expanding. So okay. um, part of expansion is that you need the money to expand before you've made the money from expansion. And so uh, the way that you do that is is you investment is raise investment. And what does remish stand for? Is there a, uh, does it mean something? Uh, Kind of. So um, when I was doing computational physics, the process of chopping the universe into little bitty bits that we're going to simulate in a bunch of different processors is called meshing. So that's chopping everything up. So remesh came from the idea of putting it all back together into one coherent thing. That oh, you my understand. God. I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And then I, then I learned it's actually a... Uh, uh, a very common Indian name, so right, which fits <laughs> too, because if you're dealing with technology and artificial intelligence, it makes sense to have an Indian name. It just does <laughs> when you're dealing with software and and that kind of thing. So, would I know? Do you disclose that there is an AI in place? Uh, yes, I mean, give or take. So, people on the moderator side, the client side, mm -hmm. uh, they they know very much what's going on, and we do our best to explain to the participants uh, the the panel, the consumers, whatever they are, um, what what is actually happening behind the scenes and what we're doing. So how would you do that? Do you say there is an AI that is going to be asking you questions? Uh, so we basically show them a little video that gives them a little bit of instruction. Oh, like, smart. So okay. here's how to participate and here's how your, your opinion basically gets counted and things like that. Okay. So we try to inform them how their action re is reflected in like how we interpret it. So that way we get we don't have a disconnect between how they think we're going to interpret something and how we actually do right, it. Right, which is spoken like a great researcher. Look at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so an another question for you is who exactly are your clients? Are they other research companies that are wrapping you in as part of their tool set? Are you going directly to brands or agencies or who's who's hiring you? Yeah, so our customers right now fall in three bins. Um, bin one is actually Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so they will use us internally as a way for kind of high-level management and executives to interact with and understand their employee base. So they think of us almost okay. as an engagement tool, but okay. where they're actually backing out valuable research data. Okay, so for like a Walmart or somebody like that who actually does have an employee challenge. Yeah, so um, these would, customers usually have kind of 50K, 100K, 1,000 employees. Right, 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 wow. And then uh, the other two bins? Yeah, so bin number two is then, uh, I guess you'd call traditional market research firms. Mm -hmm. So just like you said, they'll basically bring us in um, on part of a project or as all of a project uh, where they're selling us now directly to their clients that they manage relationships with. Um, and then bin number three is that we're now starting to go directly to, uh, I guess, brands or clients yeah. as you would yeah. call them. Um, Though some of these have traditionally never done their own market research, but because we kind of automate all of the data analysis and the heavy lifting traditionally done by um, an army of humans, right, right. Uh, all they have to be able to do now is ask the right questions. That is so interesting. So this is like everything else in our world. It's the democratization of, of research in a lot of ways um, because uh, coming from the tech marketing side of the world, I, we've seen a lot of tools all of a sudden become available to everybody so that, you know, drones, right, are yep. allowing me to shoot as if I had an airplane and things like that. So this is really, really interesting. Now, are you here at the show as one of the startups pitching or were you on a panel today? Uh, so I, we pitched as one of the startups yesterday. I gave like a more in-depth talk today on uh, application of artificial intelligence in market research mm -hmm. um, and then just here to learn. So because uh, I'm re a little bit new to the space, yes. uh, 
I'm used to an academic world where I come to a place and absorb as much information as possible to right. kind of make sense of what's happening. So right. a lot of what I'm doing besides when uh, you're talking to me is I go out and talk to other people and try to understand uh, what trends are happening. What are, what are, I guess what I really care about are what are the decisions clients are trying to make based on research and how can I get that information to them in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of error. Right. And you're uh, constantly iterating on your platform. Yeah. So, you know, so, so we do, we do about, I guess you'd consider it two week sprints. Mm -hmm. um, so basically we have our timeline. We are, we are very in tight loops with our customers. So uh, the more we understand exactly how they're using it and how they're seeing value, mm -hmm. the more we're able to adjust our product to essentially reduce any friction on their part and reduce the timelines and amount of time they have to spend to get out their end product, which is the nuggets of research that are going to allow their their client, our client. To have some an insight of which to act on. Exactly. What, what has been the most surprising thing to you in the last day or so here? Any company or any anything that you've learned that you're kind of like, wow? Um. <laughs> to be honest, not really. Yeah. So uh, I guess the thing that continues to blow my mind is is how sample works in this industry. Um, that it is just seems like it has not nearly caught up to what technology can support. That it's fragmented in the same way that like Android operating systems are fragmented. That makes there's so many problems that I see propagating through the industry that people are trying to find these little niche solutions to right, right, that right. are all a result of the like layers of fragmentation and, and middlemen in the sample space. Right. So that's been so a thing and when I'm you like say sample really you mean um, actually finding the consumers to survey. You got it. Or the panels. You got it. So there's I, I mean there's so many new companies here and my colleague was telling me who's been in research for like 20 years and he said he's never seen the, the uh, market so fragmented but he's also said but I've never seen the speed to innovation before either you know because our industry has kind of been asleep for a long time yep. and all of a sudden in the last two years he said it's all of a sudden now finally catching up so there's a lot of mobile and video and then also the introduction that we learned today of behavioral you know, emotional right. data mixing in with the more standard market research, which I always assumed was just happening. Right. Because, you, you know, you just assume. We, we could, we did, we could, 10 years ago, we knew how to do it. Right. But but it was always very separate, they yep. were telling us. So there's just been a lot of innova uh, innovation here. What about in general? Are there trends um, in human behavior that you're seeing in the work that you're doing? Like anything that you've been like, wow, people are blah, blah. As you know? in like the... the the panels we're working with, yeah, or like the yeah. actual customers. Is there anything that's kind of come out of it? Because uh, the cool thing is you're you're getting exposed to a lot of really interesting information. Is there anything that you've been yeah, like, I so didn't know that? Yeah, so I, th I think some of, um, not surprising, but interesting is uh, we kind of for fun ask political questions yes, too when yes. we have a little extra Which time Which is great, with them. a great year to do that. <laughs> yeah, so um, we've just got fascinating insights that come from there. Some of them, like when we were, when Bernie Sanders was really still in yeah. the race. Yeah. Um, and we basically were asking people kind of like where they stood on them. Mm -hmm. um, we found that there was just an insane amount of lack of trust in Hillary. Yeah. And that, that, but that same group, uh, while they thought Bernie Sanders was by far just a genuine human who had their best interests in mind, they weren't confident or weren't certain that he could actually execute on things. And so mm -hmm. they felt that the choice between those two was a choice between a person who can execute a thing that they can't trust versus a person they can trust who can't really maybe get anything done. Right, right, um, right. We, we've attempted to, uh, so I guess this is in itself as a learning, not from our platform, but yeah. we're trying to do it. Uh, we wanted to understand Trump supporters mm -hmm. and we found that they're really hard to find panels on. That most, there's a, this weird correlation. They're hidden in the 
Ozarks? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, uh, like, we use we use Amazon Mechanical Turk sometimes, okay. like when we want just quick Gen Pop sample. Yeah. And uh, we could not get a single Trump supporter off of there. So I no don't know what kidding. that tells us, but well, um, obviously he's grabbing from Google Images to show his crowds. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you could just Google fake Trump <laughs> supporters or something. I don't know. It's very interesting. You're you're I think about the third uh, person we've spoken to today who this year's election is cropping into the research just because it's such a big cultural trend. Right. You know, um, and so it's interesting. One, one gentleman told us that Trump's hair is actually a character in this election. <laughs> you know, just that it's such an identifiable, you know, idea that people can right. wrap their head well, around. It essentially has a brand. It's a brand. It's a brand and it's made him a celebrity and it makes him someone to vote for. Yep. So, you know, so uh, I, I think that that stuff is fascinating. So where do you see your platform going next? Like, what's the big dream? Um, so, I mean, the big dream is to be able to connect the people who need to make a decision based on some group of people directly to that group of people uh, so that they can make that decision as quick as possible. So right now, uh, an executive has to make a decision based on what their customers think or how they respond. There's this really long chain of, of things that take place. It goes to the research team. Research team sends an RFP. RFP goes to a research company. Company then comes with a proposal, goes back, gets selected. Then they go to a sample provider. The sample provider gets the people. They spend a couple weeks doing the research, analyze it. Then it goes back. Then finally, it goes into a PowerPoint that gets presented to him. He consumes in five minutes and makes a decision, right? Wow. So that process of taking weeks or months to make a decision based on understanding. Uh, our vision is that we can connect that person who's going to make the decision directly to the group of people they need to understand. And through a single conversation on our platform over 15 or 30 minutes, they can make it. So our dream, and we're already doing it, is to take these one month, three month projects and shrink them into something as short as 30 minutes. Well, wow, you are really democratizing this whole thing. Um, so we have to wrap up now, but tell me where we can learn more about what you're doing. Is there a website, a blog? Yeah, so if you go to remesh.ai, that's R-E-M-E-S-H dot A-I, uh, you can learn a bit more about our product on there Great. and then uh, reach out. you can reach out to us directly through there and we'll set up and do demos. Um, Great. And, and are get, you tweeting or doing up. anything like that? Uh, we have a Twitter, though I can't say we're horribly socially active on there. Um, it's at Team Remesh. Okay. Uh, Okay, great. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. It's been so great to talk to you. Andrew Kanya, who's the CEO of Remish, a really innovative AI platform, innovating marketing research. You, you've blown our minds. Yet again today, we've had our minds blown away. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thank you so much. With raising and spending. Raising yes, and yes. spending. <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.